just here for the beer. Sportsnet 650 presents Just Here for the Beer, Canada's original dedicated beer radio show. I don't mean to have a one-track mind, but all I need is a frosty pine. A Vancouver tradition for 10 years and counting. We're talking about the BC beer scene with the innovators, the movers and shakers, and brew makers of the industry. And I don't mean to whine and beg, but someone finally top that keg. I'm just here for the beer. It's just here for the beer radio with your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. It is just here for the beer radio show and podcast broadcasting on Sportsnet 650 AM, 96.9 FM, HD3. And we're broadcasting from Jans on the Beach in beautiful White Rock. And it is a beautiful day considering, Rick, the weather we've experienced of late. We didn't really know what we were going to get. We knew we were going to do an outdoor show. Yes. And here we are in mid-December and it's gorgeous. Sitting on this patio covered. We've yeah. got the heaters going. I've Talking, we were it's talking nice. about taking nice. our hoodies yeah. off and sitting in <laughs> t-shirts we'll like you, Mr. Here. Larry. It is good and toasty on the patio at Jans on the Beach. Joe Leary along with Rick Mohabir from JustHereForTheBeer.com at JHFTB on social media. And we welcome Mr. Doug Card and daughter Haley Card of Galaxy Craft Beer. Yeah. Welcome. Hey. welcome. Hey. Literally you. Thank just you. down the street and around the corner. It took us 30 seconds to walk here. <laughs> it, it, it did. Yeah. Uh, we were here. We were trying to figure out. It was probably March. It was or a April. while ago. It was yeah. a m- number of months ago. Uh, the weather was nowhere near as nice as it is today. Um, and it was, again, at that point where I think we were still showing passports and wearing masks until we yeah. were seated. Yeah. So, obviously, that protocol has changed. Uh, was business response immediate when all of a sudden these restrictions came off? Did the people come back immediately? I would say they did. I, I, the restrictions, for in our case, caused a lot of confusion. I think there was people that were... Um, you know, they thought we were a nightclub and that we were completely shut down. And so it definitely was a disruption and, and it, it wasn't great. But we didn't really lose a lot of business. It was still pretty steady, especially on the weekends and stuff. So because, you know, most of the folks had gotten their shot and and uh, yeah, so it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. It, but it definitely got better. after. It, it was definitely challenging for places that are smaller. Yes. And, and there's not yeah. a lot of spacious digs uh, on the beach in White Rock. It's, yeah. it's kind of limited space to begin with. Um, Haley, you're working with your dad. Is that, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, it's <laughs> thank God we all get along. <laughs> yeah, um, I was just going to say, you can't get away from him. No, no, exactly. <laughs> no, it's been really fun. He's been uh, teaching uh, my brother Dawson and I the ropes and how to brew and stuff, so that's been been really cool. So was that ever in your DNA, do you think? Like, did you at one point aspire to want to be a brewer or because your mom and dad are involved in the business, you thought, let's do it? Well, I sure like beer, that's for yeah. sure, so that helps. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what, it's, it, it wasn't in my immediate thoughts, but uh, it's grown on me and I'm really excited about it. And it's not really Haley's day job. She does uh, makeup for film and TV. Oh, wow. Uh, so she's been really busy. Uh, the sets are full steam ahead, aren't they, mm-hmm. right now? Yeah. And uh, so we just try and grab her when we can if she's free. And then she helps us more in the summer. She books herself off of the TV stuff. And yeah, yeah. And I guess knowing somebody like Haley, it's like, hey, Haley, do you mind? Uh, got a makeup gig for you? Can you bring a growler along <laughs> <Yeah>. or something? <laughs> Maybe from the tank. Bring some refreshments. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are we having here, by the way? Uh, this is uh, one of our flagship IPAs. It's actually called Haley's Comet. Uh, after, uh-huh. the, after this, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's very popular. We keep this on uh, all year. You got yeah. something named after Dawson too, because you can't have a nope. favorite child. <laughs> well, it's a tough one. I mean, some we had a customer that came up with Dawson's Crater. Apparently, that's a thing, but uh, we'll, we'll have to look into it. You know, maybe, maybe this border, maybe Dawson, this border. Dawson, Daddies and their daughters. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, right. what's the uh, the origins of Galaxy? How far back does uh, you were the first in in White Rock? No, no. Uh, you mean uh, brewery? Brewery. We're last. You're last. Okay, last, so, yeah. when you, so it's, it's kind kids. of hard to yeah. keep the chronology here uh, because so much has grown in such a short period of time. Oh, so yeah. how, how far back does Galaxy go? We're about a year and a half now. A year and a half, yeah, and you're yeah. the third one in. We're the third one in, and um, I'm going to drop a bombshell here at this. Uh, oh, at this uh, we're a opening a second location oh, wow. uptown White Rock. Okay. Nice. Yeah, so we signed a lease. We got uh, we put down a, a deposit. That'll be a satellite tasting room? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We're just going to call it like a public house, get a liquor primary. Mm-hmm. So we're working on that right Cocktails now. Cocktails too. And that yeah. seems to be the way things yeah. are going because, yeah. again, 
you know, you need to brew your product somewhere. But uh, you can have these, like, for example, our friends from Five Roads in Langley have a satellite tasting room now in Steveston. Exactly. And I think that's probably the way to go. And as you said, yeah. Haley, like, offer more than just beer. It's called a uh, Tide House is what they call Tide it. Tide House, right. Yeah, exactly. And, and a new city council, and are they more progressive in terms of what they, they seem to be wanting to do? They seem excellent. Yeah, the new council is uh, primarily made up of business owners right. that either have owned or own a business today. Well, out of respect, we have, we like Mayor Walker. He was a hoot. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. but Mayor Walker is not currently the mayor you got a new mayor yeah that's right and um and i would think that's a good thing because this is a fairly i didn't realize until we were walking down here from where we parked rick i didn't realize how much of a restaurant scene it is restaurant road down here for sure it really is oh yeah for sure for sure and for us we we were like um we'd always tried to wanted to get a footprint up with the other guys uptown that's where they are and the spot we're leasing is it's a two-minute walk from from the other guys so we're excited to get up there and and uh you know, be uptown, have some seats there. You were telling us, uh, Doug, that you have something brand new coming on tap this week. Yeah, mango wheat ale is going to go on tap tomorrow, and uh, we're actually brewing today. We're brewing a peanut butter porter, and so we did a little 36-liter test batch. We sold that out in two days, and uh, so we're doing a big batch today, 500 liters. So I'm just curious, the process, do you literally scoop, like, craft peanut butter into the tanks, or what do you do? Uh, or not craft, we, we use, you, you can't. You Adams, can't, maybe? You can't use peanut butter, even, even like, natural peanut butter, because it's got way too much oil in it. And you'd have yeah. a really slick mouthfeel, and, and you'd have no head retention in the beer. So what most brewers use is something called uh, peanut butter powder. And it's derived from real peanuts, and all mm. the oil's removed. So what we do is we put... 850 grams for our size in the mash while we're mashing and then we did another 850 grams with five minutes left in the boil and then i also have some all natural flavoring that i'll dump in after about a week of fermenting that sounds like it'd be great in a dessert oh well it's the time of year for a peanut butter peanut butter yeah for sure it is yeah and the dark stuff so yeah we're talking with the cards doug card and daughter Haley card from galaxy craft beer from jans on the beach in white rock uh, much more than because tasting rooms have become uh, go-to's. They they've become locals. Unlike the early days when a tasting room was a place you went to fill up your growler and you left and that was it. Now you're looking for ways to keep people in seats mm-hmm. and you do a variety of things other than just serve beer. Oh, exactly, exactly. Yeah, these events are really really good for us. We've is that is that your thing, Haley? The, are you the event booker? Um, to an extent. To an extent. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah. She's she's the Instagram lady. Right. Right. Yeah, oh, she, uh, I, I do it wrong, and she says, Dad, you can't post that there. You can't do yep. this, and that doesn't what look pretty. What are you pretty. doing? And so I'm like, true. okay, you better just do it. Well, we're, uh, how many days? What was it, the 7th? Yeah. We're a couple of weeks out at Christmas. What what are you doing seasonal-wise over the next little while at the tasting room? Uh, we've got, like I say, we've got that Christmas party coming up on the 17th. That'll be our second <laughs> annual Christmas party. Uh, the first one was a lot of fun. And then uh, that's about it. You know, New Year's Eve, we're going to have another uh, big party. And, uh, yeah, and some of these dark beers on top. And we have uh, events every weekend. You know, we've got live comedy or live music. You know, we're talking about Richard. and um, Yeah, and, and music nights and stuff like that. So that's been good. Get people to come out when it's raining or mm-hmm. snowing, right? <laughs> that's good. Yeah. And uh, I know that you can't... Uh, well, you, you can gift someone with beer, I guess, if you wanted to go and buy and wrap it up and give it. But you obviously do gift cards and merchandise and stuff like that because you yep. can give the gift of beer at, uh, at the Christmas season. Yeah, we right? sell a ton of gift cards for sure. Yeah. yeah. So what's the ETA then on your uptown satellite tasting room? What are you we looking at? We get the keys on February the 1st, and then it's largely dependent on uh, the building permit process. So we're hopeful that the new council, they the platform they ran on was pro-business and cleaning up. Like they, the wait time's eight months right now. Yeah, the red tape behind is, getting permits is really—it's uh, just really bad. Yeah. Well, and especially when you consider when COVID first hit and people needed yeah. to find patios and things like that, that was immediate. So it's yeah. not as if the wait time is—I mean, I, I don't know why they're bogged down, but they can yeah. act quickly if they want to act quickly. Yeah, yeah, and I think the new council there—they've started working on that already. So we're hopeful that it'll be in time for us. But if not, you know, we're probably looking at late summer, early fall. 
2023. Well, we, we had you up first so you can stick around and wait for the arrival of the mayor and uh, one of the yes. councillors. They will be here. Yeah, so we'll save, we'll save them a little IPA from the growler okay, perfect, so you can, perfect. You can sweetheart them. Yeah, that sounds uh, good. Galaxy Craft Beer. So if you don't know White Rock, tell us where do we find Galaxy Craft Beer? Uh, most people know where the boathouse is. It's a famous, iconic restaurant on Marine. We're directly north of it or behind it. Uh, and it's Vidal Street, 1122 Vidal, just off of Marine. It's a cool room. Yeah, it's a room. very cool Thank room. Yeah. Great food program. Yeah, awesome yeah. seating in there. We, yeah. I had yeah, the, you had your group I had, in. yeah, I had yeah. the friends and family in there doing a little uh, test uh, brewery tour, and that was great. you guys was took great. great, great care of us. And I, I think we almost ate you guys out of house and home yeah, with all the pizzas. Yeah, we you had. guys are pretty hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, oh, c- congrats good. on the success. We look forward to the arrival of uh, Galaxy 2.0 yes. uh, in uh, in Uptown in the new year. Thank, Thank, Thank you. you so much for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Just Here for the Beer Radio is presented by Shop Angry Otter Liquor Stores, where local lives. With 25 locations from Vancouver to the Okanagan, BC's premier liquor shopping experience is something for everyone. Why choose between assortment experience when you can have both? Every Angry Otter Liquor location has a trained team and a vast curated selection of the best beer from your neighborhood to the province. Check out Angry Otter Liquor on Facebook, Instagram, or angryotterliquor.crs for a list of locations. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde Hair Studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female, and if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. I'm just it is just here for the Beer Radio Broadcasting on Sportsnet 650 AM. Also available for download as a podcast for all major streaming services. Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir broadcasting from the toasty patio. Very toasty. Jans on the beach in beautiful White Rock. We're joined by Mayor Megan Knight and Councillor Bill Lawrence. Congratulations yeah. on your, Thank you. your appointments. Thank you very much. Nice to, nice to have you here. There's some perks that go with being in council, things like <laughs> sitting on patio at Jan's on the beach on a beautiful White Rock day. Uh, yeah, yeah, we get invited down here to uh, do some taste testings of our local beer. And it's, uh, it's a good thing. Well, now speaking of which, we were quite impressed with the fact that there's now three uh, on the books uh, in White Rock. It's a booming business, as, as, we've, as we've learned. Um, you're new to the, or you're back in, in council again. What is your vision for where you think maybe the, the beer, the wine, the distillery situation might lead to White Rock in, in the future? Well, I think for me, uh, the way that things were prior to, uh, say, a number of years ago, I guess the, the, the first microbrew that we had in place was, was Three Dogs, and they came in in uh, 2017. Prior to that, there were basically just uh, just establishments, just the bar establishments that were on on the beach, and those were the majority of ones. Specifically, uh, the OB, and then and then the Sandpiper. Sandpiper closed, unfortunately, uh, uh, back in 2016, and uh, there wasn't much uh, else other over and above those two. But then, when uh, when Three Dogs came on, they had some huge success. Right, and then uh, White Rock Beach Brewing Company came on, and all that stuff just on Russell, just around the corner. Basically, they're they're within 50 yards of each other, and that was in the uptown area. And then when Galaxy came on, I think it's uh, I think the Triumvirate are doing quite well right now, and I think there is a lot of spot right now, a lot of spaces at least anyway, some some commercial space to even bring in some more. So it'd be great to actually have a nice craft beer spot here in, in White Rock. Great now, scenery. Now, Mayor, I'm, I'm guessing because of the tradition of, of White Rock, there's probably the two different factions here, maybe some that want White Rock to stay quaint and stay the way it's been, and there's other people going, we got a good thing going here, let's keep it going. Is that is that fair to assume? Yeah, that's fair to assume, and that's the way every election goes too, right? We want our 1950s seaside town, but then we've got the younger generation coming in going, we need something so we're not always going downtown Vancouver. So I think it was 2016 when Three Dogs approached council. I think it was around then. And that was a really new thing for us to have a craft beer place come in. 
And we were like, oh, okay, what does that involve? What are you going to do? And, and everybody came out, well, what are their hours are going to be? How loud is it going to be? You know, so you're always dealing with the pros and the cons whenever it comes to these establishments. But as soon as it came in, everybody loved it. I think there's a misconception a lot of people think yes. they're nightclubs. They're yes. not. These are tasting rooms that, yeah, they have for, you know, entertainment. They, they have reasons to keep you there. Mm-hmm. They have food offerings and, and the like. But these are not swinging discos that are going until no, 3 no. in the morning. And, and, and I mean, like, they've got... <laughs> puzzles and, and games to play yeah, and that type of and thing, you yeah. know, yeah. And, and it's not a wild party, it's mm-hmm. just someone having a beer and, and hey, let's play dominoes or something, yeah. you know. It's, it's I think to quiet. build on what you were saying, Joe, is is it's the fear of the unknown, right? Unless you've gone to Brewer's Row, you've gone into Richmond, you've gone into Yeast Vancouver, and you've seen and you've been in there and you've actually seen the, the clientele and the type of people and the families and the young kids and, and all of that. You, like you said, you kind of have this misconception of it's going to be frat boys running around and, and causing a disturbance. And it really isn't. It, no. it, it's uh, Again, like you said, it's that younger, middle-aged crowd now that is, is moving into areas that like this that are bringing young families, that are helping bring that vibrancy back to the, to the community. I think when the sun is shining, there is no prettier place uh, on the planet than, than the beach, beach at White Rock. And I had not realized until Brick and I were walking down here earlier from parking up the street, which is free, by the way. Yes, till <laughs> January concert. 31st. Are you listening, City of Vancouver? Free parking uh, until, until January 1st. But um, you've got a real cool restaurant scene here. I didn't realize just it's one after the other. What a great place to, to dine. Yes, and, and once you park, you can just walk to every mm-hmm. different one. And if Jan's is full, you know, you go next door to, you know, up to Uli's or, or Charlie Don't Surf, any of them along here, they all serve good food. You know, it's just a matter of what you want. Do you want a hamburger or do you want a nice dinner? Right. right? So, But the other thing I noticed is that, uh, I remember I did a radio show some years ago in Whistler, and walk, working with Whistler Tourism, they said, can you kind of downplay the winter thing? Everybody knows Whistler in the winter. Mm-hmm. They don't realize Whistler is also a year-round destination. I think people think of White Rock primarily that don't get out here a lot. They might think, oh, it's mm-hmm. a summer resort town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. But mm-hmm. it's a year-round town as well, correct? Oh, totally, yeah. And, and one of the big things, too, especially if you do a uh, comparison to Tofino, like it's a place to watch to storm watch and uh and white rock yeah definitely we had a pretty hefty storm a couple of times but we get a lot of wind down here and and in the winter time in in white rock is awesome when you're on the beach you, you have some restaurants that are still going to be providing great service in the wintertime as they do in the summertime, too. So, great destination, really. We're talking with Mayor Megan Knight and Councillor Bill Lawrence of White Rock. We are broadcasting from the toasty patio of Jans on the beach in White Rock. Okay, bigger picture, what uh, what do you see in the immediate future? What What is your vision for where White Rock goes in the next well, little while? Well, one of the things that's happening right now, immediately, is our, our light display here on the Memorial Park right across the street from Jans in the Obey here. And I don't know if you see the city workers out there putting up the lights, whatever. If you stay around till it gets dark, it's going to be quite impressive. So that's this Saturday, and we've got the firemen and the police and the Santa Claus coming, and it's going to be a big, fun-filled thing, family-oriented, and uh, hopefully the weather isn't too bad. And we actually have sailboats coming out of the Yacht Club that are going to be all decorated, and they'll be going around the bay. So that's that's a new thing. Yes, that'd be good. Yeah, a nice little sail pass, and, and I think... Especially during the winter time, a lot of the different festivities and and, uh, and 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 events, at least that happen in White Rock. Main focus, right? We've we've had a couple of years of of COVID, and we want to get back to to you know to business as usual. Yeah. You know, getting people out and about, and and uh, and building our community as we as we've always had. Well, when have. when you use the word community, and yes, there is a community here in White Rock, but it it it's grown so much. I, I don't know what the what the most recent population estimate is just over 21,000 yeah that's it 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 seems much broader than that because there's so much more to white rock white rock is not just a street with water on one side well exactly and look and when you turn around and you look and you you drive around the city you see all the developments all the high and mid rise um towers coming in and you you know again younger people are going to be able to afford that families are coming so again that vibrancy has to be rejuvenated right so kudos to you guys and and affordability is, is going to be one of the one of the 
things that we'll be looking at over the next little while because um, making sure at least that uh, that those who grew up here in White Rock can stay in White Rock mm -hmm. is, is is one of our one of the big priorities that we do. Have well, we did notice a little road upgrades uh, on the highway on Highway 99 yes. as you're approaching White Rock. What what uh, what is going on there? Hmm, not sure the South Surrey Park and Ride, the oh. bridges oh, being right. refurbished, that's, and that's Surrey. That's yeah, yeah. 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 That, that there, we we had a daily bridge there for what thirty years. Yeah. That was a temporary yeah the trestle bridge. the trestle bridge so that was yeah. so it's finally getting completed yeah. after yeah. that long. So that's that's to help with the traffic for sure. It's just a bit of a mess right now. Well, <laughs> a little bit. Well, I drive through it every day, right? <laughs> I'm a city bus driver, so yeah. right that, that's me. So, uh, so is the is the vision then? Uh, is it Right Rock is open for business. expansion, open for business? <laughs> we are business. open for business. Right. Yeah. We're trying to get City Hall up and running properly, be fully staffed. We've been understaffed for the last couple of years because you know with COVID, people leave, don't come back, that type of thing. And our our development uh, permit department is is behind, and people are angry and they want their permits now and, and we want to get building our house or our business. And so so Bill and I, along with the rest of council, are trying to work and, and find out how we can do that, how we can get these uh, permits out the door. And so we can get people set up in business and set up in their homes. Well, I can't speak specifically to White Rock, obviously, but I remember in, in Vancouver when COVID hit and places needed to have a patio extension, the permits were there pretty quickly if need be. So is that something that you're cognizant of the fact there are some backlogs and are you confident that you can sort of expedite the process going forward? Yes, I think we have a really progressive council and uh, we're behind that department 100%, every single person on council. So, um, you know, we will do whatever it takes to get that going because White Rock has Good to be to open for business. Yeah. We cannot go through the last couple of years like we've had. Sure. So. Yeah. Well, it's it's a it's a gorgeous spot. If you haven't been here other than the summertime, I encourage you to check it out. I'm going to put you both on the spot. What's, <laughs> give me give me the coolest thing uh, when you think of White Rock. What's the coolest thing, Councillor Lawrence? Well, for me, uh, see community getting everybody involved and uh, um, and having fun at the beach. Okay. When appropriate, in, in oh, when, when, when appropriate, when yes. weather permits, yeah. <laughs> yes. and uh, and and Mayor uh, Knight, what what would you say if someone says, give me give me a sentence, describe White Rock to me in a sentence. Uh, one sentence, just come down, visit our beach, walk the pier. People are friendly. People still say hello, look you in the eye, and. Um, Come on down and just enjoy yeah. it. Have fun, you bet. Well, we thank, we, we thank you so much for joining us, and congratulations on the victory, and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you. Great. Cheers. Thank you for your time. Cheers. Merry Christmas. With Alex Jobson, real estate advisor of City to Suburb Real Estate Group from the Sutton Group West Coast Realty, two decades of award-winning service, and Alex, what is the most important thing to look for when one seeks out a real estate advisor? Trust. No doubt in my mind. It needs to be Trust. The governing bodies in our area for real estate um, put in place uh, things to protect you. However, you are spending, on average, in this market, a million dollars, give or take. You need to be able to trust the realtor that you're asking to help you. And in your nearly two decades, you have built trust as well. You can find out some testimonials on citytosuburb.ca. He's Alex Jobson, real estate advisor, City to Suburb Real Estate Group of the Sutton Group West Coast Realty. Vancouver Young Actor School gives kids the confidence to do anything on and off camera. Take Melissa, whose daughter Emma is in the program right now. Before Vancouver Young Actor School, she was shy and lacked confidence. I noticed a difference after only a few short months. She just seemed so much more centered and willing to get out there and be a part of something. Act now. Classes are starting soon. Oh my goodness, she's made so many friends. She's become an amazing person just through taking classes here. Sign up today at VancouverYoungActorSchool.com. You are listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your hosts Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. We are broadcasting from the Chungsty Patio of Jans on the beach. Of course, on the beach in White Rock. Beautiful day. Rick, we have really, we have hit the jackpot on the day today. Well, considering what we came out of, yeah. Yeah. right, you know, 
on a covered patio underneath the heaters, nice and toasty. You're in a T-shirt, Mr. Leary. Come on. This is, this is pretty nice. And we're focusing on the great beer scene in White Rock. This is our second annual show. Thank you so much to Alex and the, the White Rock BIA. Of course, we yes. had the, uh, the mayor and a counselor on the, on the show. Uh, we're joined by three dogs. Three dogs uh, we're going to introduce you to. First of all, we have Scott Ketty, who is the, um, the president and caretaker. Caretaker, yeah, let's just call it that. <laughs> and Matt Glazer, who is the head brewer. Nice yeah. to see you guys again. Nice to see you guys. Twas uh, months ago, I guess it was not quite a year ago that we had this conversation on this very location. And at that point, I think Three Dogs was about to move to another premise. Yeah, uh, we have we were relocating to our forever home, and we'd had a couple of moves uh, in in before that and we were looking for our forever home we were in the midst of building it we opened that in the springtime and uh it's a beautiful location you got to come check it out it's uh, uh two levels huge uh, open space lots of uh natural wood and lots of light it's such a beautiful spot so that had been in the plans um but I didn't realize it was as big as it is. But you have another location as well. Yeah, the former Three Dogs location we turned into a tap room. Okay. So we have uh, 26 taps, and we're featuring beers from up and down the West Coast. Uh, we have beers in from California and Oregon and all over Washington State. Uh, we even got a couple of beers in from Hawaii, which uh, we figure is West Coast enough. Now, we can uh, give all the compliments we want. I think the, the British Columbia beer scene, like like any major area that has a beer community, beers have gr- come a long way. Mm-hmm. You can't get away with garbage beer. It's, it's got to be up to a certain, there's a bar that has to be met. And because White Rock is so touristy, when you get people from all around the world sampling what you guys make at Three Dogs, Matt, what, what kind of compliments are you hearing? Um, this year, I've definitely opened up to doing a lot more sours this year. Um... Right now, I have I brought to you guys a lavender elderberry sour who's, that's doing very well. I have a kiwi lemon peel sour that's coming up. Um, we have a lot of uh, festive beers that are going to be that are released right now. We have a cranberry wheat ale. We have a uh, espresso Kahlua porter that's uh, a little bit higher on the ABVs. Now you said something key. You said you've definitely opened up. Does that mean you, you were kind of a closed book when it yeah. came to sour? So we didn't, I, I was uh, the same. That that was actually probably more that my more fault Scott. than because okay. yeah. <laughs> we just did a collab beer with Black Kettle in North Vancouver. Our first sour. Our first we've sour. Done, we've correct. Done eight beers. It was our first sour. I couldn't stand a sour beer three years ago. That was no, that was horrible. Yeah, I'm even warming up to them. So <laughs> yeah. So so you are now comfortable with because again that's where beer is at. You, I agree. you have to acknowledge yeah. what people are, are enjoying. Yeah. No, we've done we've done the IP and the pale ales and the Kolsch's and the lagers and all you know all those ones and the and we just we're just keeping up with trends and quite frankly I love brewing sours they're fun and you can really play with them and it's a little more scientific than uh, I'd say some of the other beers so and there's yeah. a little more forgiveness in them in in terms of some of the flavoring right yeah well yes and no if you mess up the souring process yes that's yeah, where you really can go but i think sour sour bit. drinkers are just more open to trying some of the weird you know the, the more offbeat stuff yeah so uh, we've had a matt's done and had an excellent year brewing we've done well at a bunch of the beer festivals do tell uh, do i know we uh, went to the whistler beer festival 40 odd uh, breweries we placed third yeah um did another uh, uh, battle of the beers. Battle we, of the beers. We, 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 we placed first in our uh, yeah. in, in that one. So yeah, we've uh, we've had some great success with the local beer uh, beer scene in terms of uh, just being recognized by other breweries and beer drinkers from all over. Now you said uh, the is it called the the beer shack? H- how many taps do you have? We have twenty six taps. Twenty six taps, and how many of them are three dogs? None. Zero. Zero. Really? No, we, uh, it's not a tied house, so we'd have to do a tied house arrangement. We didn't want to do that. It's just a liquor primary. So we, uh, we have Three Dogs Beer at Three Dogs, uh, which is 75 meters away from the beer shack, which has 26 beers on tap, and uh, a whiskey room as well. So we're featuring premium scotches and whiskeys, um, lots of Irish and scotch whiskeys, and we've got a few other... And some nice tequilas and rums. It's not just whiskeys, but uh. so so Matt, I want to ask you because I know some brewers that talk about doing aging beers and whiskey barrels. And does that does that turn you on as a brewer? Yeah, we've done it once before with a porter. We aged it in a Maker's Mark barrel 
for about six months. Yeah, yeah. And it, was, uh, uh, it came out about 13%. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It was It was a really good beer. That comes with a free ride home, does it yeah, not? Yeah, I, I we limited had. it to uh, one sleeve per customer because yeah. uh, yeah. some of the customers started calling it mushroom beer because it got them a little loopy after. <laughs> yeah, because that'll sneak up on you. Yeah. <laughs> it oh, did, yeah, it, it did, did, yeah. yeah. I, so I didn't. I, I refrain from having more than one. <laughs> that one. Yeah. So we, we did our first collab beer. It was an Imperial IPA that came in like at nine and change. <laughs> yeah. And I remember going to a bar where it, it was on tap, and I said, how's it selling? He goes, Larry, we can't sell this. It's too strong. People yeah. are getting hammed. Oh, and again, yeah. you have to be cautious of, of something like that. Right? Yeah, 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 very cautious. Yeah. But do we have a little more room now in the back of the, the whiskey, where the whiskey side is, and we'll be able to store to store some barrels. So we'll be accumulating some barrels and doing some barrel-age stuff in that near future so as we often talk about on the show i think the beer community is unlike any other business where everybody seems to get along maybe on the sales end they're a little bit more competitive with each other but generally brewers have a kinship and and you all want to work together because you know if if people come because of three dogs if i'm galaxy you're going to check me out as well uh do you still have that camaraderie that sense of camaraderie here in the beer community in white rock oh absolutely oh. yeah it's uh it it's 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 like having a I, I liken it to having an antique store. Where do you want to have an antique store next to another antique store? Because you want people to come into that to, into the area to check you out and check the, 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 your neighbor out. And and the more people, the more you have, and the more people come in, and, and the more vibrant it gets. But I like to compare this to you, if I may. If I'm Cactus Club and I run out of wings on a Friday night. I'm I'm not going to Earls. Earls are probably not lending me wings. Whereas in the beer community, if you're short of something, you'll help your your brothers and sisters. Oh, absolutely. Out. It's yeah. We tap in if if we're short of a, a malt or a little need some extra hops, and we're a little short. We'll certainly uh, don't hesitate to phone Galaxy or or White Rock Beach yeah. to yeah. see if they can help us out, and vice versa. And we always do. Well, if you look into the crystal ball uh, w- with the new council in place. And uh, they seem progressive. They seem interested in mm-hmm. expanding do business in White Rock. Where do you see the, the beverage scene? I mean, I, there's no distillery yet that I know of. There's, is there a winery on the works? Do, do you know of plans down the road? Will there be another brewery? But the next time we do this show in a year, will there be a fourth brewery, do you think? I, I don't know about another brewery. I wouldn't be surprised to see another tap room come into to the uptown area. Uh, the new, we're very excited with the new council right there. They're what we've we've spent a lot of time talking with them. And they're very progressive, open to ideas, and, and want to work with with the breweries and, and improve the uptown scene and bring people to White Rock. So we we don't want to assail previous regimes, but would that not have been the case, um, say a year ago at this time? Uh, it, it's not that they weren't positive and, and and willing to you know interested in doing it. They just didn't have the met have the mechanisms the mechanisms in place to do it right. this new council is is working to put those mechanisms in place and streamline the processes to make that happen for for businesses coming to white rock excellent yeah what do you what do you see for the new year what's the plan for three dogs in um, in the next calendar year what's 2023 hold in store for you guys we got some uh a new year's party at Three Dogs Brewing. It's uh, one of our good friends, DJ Suzanne, is hosting our, uh, we do it weekly on Thursday. It's called Name That Tune. Um, it's like a music trivia, bingo style. Um, well, actually, not bingo style, but a music trivia night. Um, and then we're going to do, uh, we have uh, Dress Up as Your Favorite Rock Star that night as well, and you get some prizes and stuff. And then... Oh, Beer Shack, yeah, Beer we've Shack. got the Bad Moon Riders CCR cover band. Uh, you were talking Bad Moon Riders. You say these guys are in demand. This is they, a good CCR huge. cover band. Yeah, they're so good. Oh, right. my God. Okay. Um, yeah, and we do live music every Friday night at uh, at Three Dogs. Beer Shack. I, I'm sorry, Beer Shack, yeah. yeah. At Beer Shack every Friday See, they got so many Friday places night. they can't keep track <laughs> of Oh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, the conundrums, <laughs> eh? So, uh, it's tough being a mogul. <laughs> Scott, i gotta, I got to ask you, how far back in beer do you go? Is Three Dogs your first experience in the beer community, or do you have a prior Beer history. Well, I, I, I homebrewed for quite a while, okay. and I was uh, I'm a certified beer judge, so I d- I've done a lot of. Uh, does that put, does that put you in the beer nerd category? It, it yeah. yeah. I'm a who's, be- who's more of a beer I nerd? Which which I call yeah. it. I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a beer weenie. Beer yeah. weenie. <laughs> yeah, but uh, 
So when you think about where you started uh, with Three Dogs and, and where the beer scene has gone, we've talked about this all the time. Taste Dreams initially a place, go fill up a growler and get out. There's nothing to keep you there. There's no reason to stay there. Mm-hmm. And now these are destinations. These are places where people want to go and, as you say, like, you know, do music trivia or, or watch a cover band or whatever. Totally. Did you think that this day would come? And, and can you imagine where we might be, say, three, five years down the road in terms of what you're allowed to do in these premises? You know, if you had asked me five, six years, well, six, years, six seven years ago, I wouldn't have predicted this. Right. So where we're going to be in five years, uh, if, if it keeps going like this, it's going to be incredible here in White Rock for, for beers and for the beer scene. And I, I think it's going to attract, uh, you know, uh, wineries, as, as you said, cideries perhaps. Uh, distilleries. Distilleries are a little more problematic because they need a special space and industrial stuff. But certainly whiskey rooms, um, you know, something like Fett's Kitchen uptown would be. Which is about to close. Yes, we were there the other night. Yeah. Um, it's such a shame, but uh, there, there's, a, there's, there's a demand for that kind of a thing. Now, we're actually sampling your product out of Crowlers, but these are not available yet on premise they're available in, in on from Three Dogs. You can from go in dogs, and right, take yeah. them home. Uh, right. we're, we're, we'll be in distribution to liquor stores and, uh, so and that's bars and restaurants coming up in the new year. Well, so there you go. So that's, that's exciting. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're going to be working even more then. Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Yeah, yeah he's going to be working <laughs> even more. We'll, we'll probably uh, bring him, get, get him some brewing help and put him out there as, as the face of Three Dogs well, in that uh, big wide world. And on that subject, I want to ask, because I know there's a work shortage. It's, it's hard to find employees at most uh, places. Yes, everybody. Do you have that problem in the, in the brew house? Do you, is it, are there people that want to be the next great brewer that are – like looking to get I'm, on board? I'm kind of the one-man show at Three Dogs. There's nobody else there. But um, we haven't really looked too hard in, into finding help in that aspect. But I think just in all aspects of our industry, it's hard finding work right now, to be honest. And what, uh, and what got you interested in, in beer initially? Did you brew at home? I just I just like kind of watching what he was doing. And I used to work on the oil rigs, and he was brewing, and he was winning awards doing that. and then uh, So you I used to make real money. <laughs> <laughs> now he makes real beer. Yeah, so. now I make real beer. He used to, but I went to make SFU real money and drink, for, yeah. uh, drink Budweiser. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I, I I knew the ins and outs kind of just from watching him and brewing a little bit here and there. But I wanted to get you know something on the wall for. So and I just want to I don't want to dwell on this, but if you used to work on the oil rigs, you probably were drinking Bud Light and 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 stuff like that. Did you think a day would come when you'd be making cranberry flavored beers and things I, like that? I uh, I was mostly at dry camp, so I wasn't drinking anything. <laughs> okay. But uh, when I would come back to Vancouver, I was drinking whatever I could get my hands on. Put yeah. it that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure to see you guys. Uh, congratulations on the two locations. And again, uh, you can find out more information on your social media. Three Dogs Brewing in White Rock. Uh, we'll be doing this conversation probably in about a year's time. I can only imagine what's on the agenda then. Thanks for joining Well, thank you so much thank for the opportunity. Guys, yeah. Nice seeing you guys again. Cheers. Merry Cheers. Christmas. Merry Cheers, Christmas. We welcome you back to Jans on the Beach, the toasty patio from Jans on the Beach in beautiful, beautiful White Rock right across the street. The sun is shining. This is mid-December. You could not ask for better. Joe Leary along with Rick Mohabir from JustHereForTheBeer.com. You can find us on social media at JHFTB. You can also go to the website and listen to previous episodes of this fine broadcast and other broadcasts that we have. And you can also check us out on major streaming devices for the podcast I'm just here for the beer. Again, we're focused on the beers of White Rock, and this is a conversation we probably wouldn't have had five years ago. Correct. Because there was no beer community in White Rock. That's right. But now there is. There, there are three in, and we got a new progressive council on board, and they seem interested in businesses. Come on, do business in, in White Rock. We're joined by Mr. Uh, Peter Adams, who is the co-founder of White Rock Beach Beer. First of all, welcome to the program. Nice to see you. Thank you so much. I uh, I told you off air, and I will tell you on air. Um, we were here some months ago. We're trying to figure out exactly when it was. Earlier yeah. in <laughs> earlier in twenty twenty two. Yeah. And I remember the the, the, the passports were still being mm-hmm. used. So that if that puts a timestamp on it, and um, your your co founder uh, partner at Bill brought some pale ale, and I had, was blown away by how good a pale ale that was. Well, thanks. We really appreciate that. Yeah. We, um, 
our first two original beers. We've actually been here nine years, so we were sort of in under the radar before the other guys wow. joined us. Um, and we started out with two beers. We started out with um, our our West Beach Pale Ale, and because you do something on West Beach, you always have to do something on East Beach. And we had our yeah. East Beach Brown Ale, so we went pale on one side and brown on the other. So let me ask you then: nine years ago, uh, there was no beer community. I don't know what council was like back in the day. I don't know how easy or difficult it was to get them to see the vision of you want to do a brewery, really, in White Rock, in sleepy White Rock. You want to do that? Uh, because it was considered it was considered a retirement town, yes. community, if you will, yeah. largely. And it still is to some degree, but it's so much more. All one needs to do is just walk down the street here and just see the hip places that you have side by side by side. So what... What was the reaction when you and your partner decided, hey, we're going to do beer in White Rock? Well, the city was very, very helpful for letting us in here. I don't know that they exactly knew what they were getting themselves into because we started with a half-barrel Sabco system, and they rented us or they allowed us to rent a commercial space on Russell, which we're still there. That's turned into the, the brewing area up there with uh, Three Dogs and Galaxy joining us. Um, and they, they, we were a big question mark to them. Um, but... They let us proceed. It's it's all worked out well. We didn't cause anybody any problems. And I think they're now pleased that they have all three of us here. So I've found in conversations, and the same thing goes to winemakers, the two ingredients you need are you need money and patience. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I'm assuming that you found a way to get the financing. and But did you have the, the wherewithal? Did you think that if we build it, people will come or were you just kind of rolling the dice to see what would happen uh, a little bit of both actually um we d- dreamed this up right down here on marine drive uh one june afternoon and bill and i were sitting at the infamous uh, sandpiper just down the way <laughs> uh built uh, council lawrence was just here earlier and uh it was a hot day and it was you know white rock beach was packed and bill and i were sitting there and i was drinking an Okanagan Springs Pale Ale, and we actually have them to uh, thank for this dream that we had, because I said to Bill with the, you know, the iconic uh, Okanagan Springs label that they have, and I said, Bill, you know, I'm sitting here on White Rock Beach. Everybody in Canada knows White Rock. I said, and I'm drinking a Okanagan Springs Pale Ale. I said, maybe White Rock should have a brewery. And as we like to say, after about four more of the uh, Pale Ales from Okanagan Springs, we decided to start a brewery. Yeah. And the thing is, is that because um, we always talk about the fraternity that is the beer community. I mean, everybody wants to help each other out. And so many people preceded you. You can go to them and they can tell you, okay, here's the bank you want to deal with. Or here's the paperwork you need. Or here's the distributor you want to, mm-hmm. you want to work with. Um, but you probably didn't have that luxury, certainly because you were the first ones in. First ones in White Rock. But, you know, we tried to do our research and we got around to all the other craft breweries and and we didn't know anything. We're not from a brewing background. So when we would go in, we would try to stay under the radar. And we thought, you know, it was kind of trade secrets. So we wouldn't tell anybody. And yet once we started letting that slip a little bit, everybody was very welcoming. Let me show you our tanks. This is what we did. This is what worked. This is what didn't work. This is where we're going now. And uh, now we try to do that for anybody else who comes to ask us. I find it kind of interesting because when I think of White Rock, uh, and again, I'm born and raised in Vancouver, live in Vancouver. To me, White Rock was a, was an occasion that I would hit every so often. But you think of the OB. You think of something, yes. something yes. like that. And if you're at the OB, you're not necessarily in those days. You're not <laughs> drinking crab beer. You're, you're drinking whatever's on tap, and it's the special. Um, was there any concern on your part, given the makeup of the population base, that maybe some of the old guard might not take to this this newfangled beer that you're producing? Well, there's a ton of concern. So we like to say everything that we make in White Rock here still has a real soft landing. And when we first started, uh, everybody seemed to be wanting to brew the heavy IPAs and hop each other's socks off. And for a long time, we said we weren't going to do an IPA because we didn't think it would sell here. That's why we hopped up our pale ale just a smidge. And uh, we've we've stayed with the lighter beers. We don't do uh, we don't do any sours. We we try to make sure everything is um, kind of a light craft. And when we first started trying to get into restaurants as well, um, some of the especially down here on the beach, some of the reaction was uh, your your beer is too crafty for us. And we couldn't quite understand what that meant until we started looking at their tap rotation. 
But, uh, you know, Jan's right here where we're sitting was the first uh, first restaurant on the beach to take our, our cakes from us. And, you know, we'll forever be grateful for that. You uh, you made an interesting phrase there. I wonder, has anybody ever done a beer called Hop Your Socks Off? <laughs> I, w- I wonder. It won't Somebody come, will it won't, be now. It won't come from you, us. No, it won't come from <laughs> you. That's actually a pretty good name. You know, but to build on what Peter said, right, is, is somebody in the restaurant industry has to be forward thinking and risk taking to in order to to get your product out there and and i think it's one of those things joe is is you know just like everything else that we've seen in this industry is that if you produce it you do good beers quality beers people will enjoy them they will come back time and time again but there also was at least in the early days there was this fear yes that we don't you know we you know stick in your comfort zone if it's bud light or if it's molson canadian or whatever um and, and the other thing was the the pricing you know, you you want to be competitive, and in the early days, the same thing with with distilled spirits. I mean, yeah, I want to buy a local bottle of of, of hooch, but if it's cheaper to buy the big fatty from, from Czechoslovakia yeah. in the liquor store, why would I not go that route? But I think what it takes is it takes an initiation. People love supporting local. We found that during the pandemic for absolute certainty, and and the product is competitive. I mean, if you had your first craft beer in Portland or Seattle or mm-hmm. wherever. And you realize that we are as they are, as good, because you can't be anything better, anything less than good anymore. You can't get away with okay beer. Well, that's for sure. Yeah. 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 So what's the, what's the plan then for, um, for White Rock Beach Beer? You have, uh, you have, you're, you're not going to get into the sour program, which I, I respect that. That's, that's all good. Um, there's a company out there. There's one in Ontario that does one beer. Yes. One beer, and that's all they do. And there's nothing wrong with that. You don't need to have a, a menu flight that looks like a European train station <laughs> like they do at P49. And I was no, just going to say, no, wait a minute, Joe. No who are you disrespect. talking about? P49 is great, but they have like 100 beers. That's yeah. great. But you don't need to play in those in those ranks. Well, we feel like we've got a lot of beer because we've now got nine flavors. Nine. I, I know that. I mean, I guess that's one a year for us. Yeah. Um, we try to do something a little bit different every once in a while, but we keep going back to our cores. Um but, uh, you know, later in the month, we're going to play around with our porter and turn it into a bourbon porter, which we're kind of looking forward to. But again, that'll be kind of a one-off, and we're not going to be packaging it at all. Just uh, something for the locals to come in. You said that you and your co-founder, Bill, uh, didn't, didn't come from beer, and it was a conversation you had, you know, at, on Marine Drive some years ago. Were there, were there highs and lows? Were there regrets in that time period? Or was it all just, you know what, if we wait this out, we'll, we'll, it'll work? Well, we're both pretty optimistic, um, and moving forward, we we were a little bit of a realist as well. We knew that there was going to be highs and lows, and we knew there was going to be a real steep learning curve, um, but we also found that uh, the more questions we asked and the more emails we wrote to people, uh, we got all the answers eventually. Sometimes they didn't come as fast as we would have liked, but um, yeah, if you keep asking, uh, people usually come around and help you out. Where do people find White Rock Beach Beer? Well, you can find it in our tasting room, which we're very pleased to host you there. But we're getting into more and more restaurants and a few liquor stores. Um, one of our best partnerships is with the Beer Craft franchise. Uh, so there's three beer crafts right now. Uh, Simon Fraser has a tap room up there. UBC does. They've still got their beer craft at Canby. And uh, commercial, they've changed into community taps and pizza. Uh, so they're good friends of ours, and we really enjoy supporting each other back and forth. And where do people find you in White Rock? Where's the location? In White Rock, we're at the Sandpiper Liquor Store, and we're um, at the Marine Drive Liquor Store. And at Jan's on the Beach. And we're at Jan's on the Beach, and we're at um, Finley's at the Ocean Promenade Hotel. And we do have our cans at the uh, West Beach Bar and Grill. Peter Adams of White Rock Beach Beer. Give our uh, best to uh, Bill. Say hi to him for us. Absolutely. And we look forward to seeing you again about... This time next year. Looking forward to it. All right, cheers. Thanks, fellas. This is just here for the beer radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 HD3, a Vancouver broadcast tradition since 2010. Check out the audio podcast at justhereforthebeer.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB. Here again are your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Moabeer. You're listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM, also 96.9 FM HD3, available for download through all streaming devices and sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor Stores and the flagship location Liquor on 248th in Langley. Check out Angry Otter Liquor. It's where local lives. 
Find a location near you. Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir, we are broadcasting from the relatively toasty patio of Jan's on the Beach on Marine Drive in White Rock. 14989, if memory serves oh, me correctly. Mr. Leary. As I look at the numbers. <laughs> uh, and we're joined with the aforementioned Jan. Yeah. Jan, how are you? Jan, nice, to, uh, nice to see you. Yeah, nice to be here. We did this yeah. in January. Uh, here we are now in December. Uh, a lot's changed since then in terms of, I think, the last time we were here, I think there was passports we were showing or masks we were wearing or what have you. Uh, you managed to get through through all that. How's, how's business been? Um, actually, it's been quite good. Yeah, we're really, really pleased with uh, how, how busy it's gotten. No, no more masks or passports. Um, just Business you know, as usual. Business as usual, yes. I didn't realize, I mentioned this a couple times during the show, but uh, we're here, obviously, we parked about a block up. And walking down, maybe it's just my inattentiveness, I didn't realize how much of a restaurant row there is here on Marine Drive. There is a huge selection down here. Yes. And and there's a variety of virtually everything. It looks like there's a couple places that are about to open up. Um, how, how long has Jan's been here, and what was what was the scene like when you decided to uh, hang your shingle out and call it Jan's on the Beach? Um. Well, let me see here. Eleven years we've been here, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it was it was quite different. It was uh, we had a parking lot in front of us, and now this year we have well, the last few years we have a um, a park, Memorial Park, right in front of us, and during the summer they've got. Sorry, and during the summer <laughs> they have <laughs> picnic tables yeah. and um, what. They're, they're setting up Christmas lights now yeah. for a uh, Christmas uh, thing we, on the 10th. We were saying earlier that, you know, when people think of White Rock, generally they might think, oh, it's a summer place. And it is, for sure. But it's a year-round place as well. It really is year-round, yeah. yes. Yeah. yes. Um, I haven't had a chance to dine yet. Uh, oh, you, you guys Mr. were real Leary. quick to order when we walked in the door here. Um, we kind of knew what we were getting into. Yeah, exactly. Um, what What is Jan's known for? Like it, it, these guys will speak. You, Greg, you had the chicken, chicken chicken burger. You had. I had the brisket. Brisket. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is Jan's? Is it what What is it known for? Fresh seafood. Um, I guess you kind of need seafood here, don't you? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> we le- we learned fast. The first uh, three weeks, we didn't have fish and chips on our menu, and that was our first big change. Right. Was um, you know putting that on because when you see a. Uh, you know, a few people leaving because they couldn't get their fish and chips. So uh, now we are we are known for um, a lot of gluten-free items. Um, our fish and chips are gluten-free. Um, calamari, onion rings, all of those things, gluten-free. Um, yeah, fresh. Everything is made in-house, fresh from scratch. So we we are not far away from New Year's. I mean, is this? Have you, are you taking bookings for New Year's Eve? Or are you booked, or what? What's the uh, plan? No, we are taking bookings for New Year's Eve. We'll have two seatings um, and a three-course menu. Uh, that's uh, just going out for advertising. You know, in the next couple of days. Um, but yes, we are fully booked for the Fridays and Saturdays coming up to Christmas. I Christmas see. A, I see a good back bar there. Are you known for cocktails as well? Yes, we do. Uh, we've got a really new one. It's a um, cranberry margarita. That uh, oh my! It's it's very good. Yeah. So how often do you get to sample all of those, Jan? Are you part of the creative process there? Uh, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> it's nice. The buck stops with Jan. Jan, That's exactly. Right, yes. Jan doesn't like it. Don't make the menu. <laughs> so, much. Um, and again, uh, we have mentioned throughout the show, this is a very winterized patio. So do not be dismayed if more snow and, and cold weather is to hit Jan's on the beach, as is everything along Marine Drive here is very much open for business. Uh, thank mm-hmm. you for your hospitality, as always. Uh, we're hoping to make this an annual event. This is the second one. We'll talk to our friend Alex from the White Rock BIA, and we'll make this happen. But thank you so much, and, and have a great holiday You're season. You're very welcome, and you too. Merry Cheers. Christmas. Cheers. Cheers. Merry Cheers. Christmas. You are listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio, broadcasting on Sportsnet 650 AM, 96.9 FM, HD3, and available in a podcast form to download through all streaming devices. You can go online, justhereforthebeer.com, and on Instagram and Twitter, at JHFTB. Sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor Stores and their flagship location, Liquor on 248th in Langley. Check out Angry Otter Liquor. It's where local lives. Joe Leary and Rick Mohibir, we've been broadcasting our program from the toasty patio 
the winterized <laughs> patio of Jans on the Beach on Marine Drive, 14989 Marine Drive in beautiful White Rock. And, Rick, we have picked a banner day. Well, considering what we just came through, Joe, with the snowmageddon and some of the rainstorms and everything else, yeah, today's a beautiful day. I mean, you look out, out, out uh, of the patio and you're looking right out on the water and sunset and just beautiful. And almost mid-December. Who, who would have thought? Who would have thought, eh? Um, shows of this nature, we do a bunch of community shows, neighborhood shows, where we focus on a dedicated area. Of course, today we're talking about the amazing beer scene in White Rock. Shows of this nature are not possible without the assistance and cooperation of people like our next guest, Alex Nixon, who is the executive director of the White Rock BIA Business Improvement Association. Alex, second show running. You've made this happen. Thank you so much for your, your support. Um, you must be so so proud of, of having a job like you have because as we learned throughout the course of this hour, we knew there was already a good beer community here. But one forgets how White Rock, this is mid-December. You know, we're not, White Rock, everybody knows the summertime in White Rock. Do people know it's a year-round community? You know, it, first of all, thanks for having me on and thanks for coming out. Um, this is such a fantastic community, and it's, it, it's, uh, it's such a joy to be able to, uh, to work with the businesses of this community and really highlight the amazing things that are going on in White Rock. And you're right, it's, it is a year-round community, especially with the increase of enclosed patios and winterized patios and, uh, you know, the free weekday winter parking on the waterfront and it, the, the craft breweries and the new, uh, the new tap room. Uh, Wayrock has a ton to offer year-round. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's such a joy to be a part of this community and, and to, to get to celebrate it. Now, since we were last here, and, and Rick, you tell me it was, it was January of this January, year. January, correct. We, we did our first uh, White Rock show. Uh, there's been a change in civic government. Uh, are you excited about the new, the new elected officials and, the, and the, the attitude going forward? You know, I'm really excited to work with the new council. I know our, the board of directors of the White Rock BIA is as well. Uh, we've got a lot of business owners on there, uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of momentum, a lot of really exciting opportunities, and, uh, you know, I really look forward to working with them. When we think of White Rock, again, primarily, people like myself, you think of the beaches, the beaches mm-hmm. area, but there's so much more to White Rock. I was surprised to learn it's only a population of, they said, 21,000. 21,000, It, it yeah. seems low to me because when you travel around, White Rock has really grown up. Yeah. Well, and, you know, 21,000 in White Rock proper... 120,000 in the peninsula. Uh, so it's really, uh, you know, I really encourage people to come out to White Rock and, uh, you know, walk around. Uh, each each area of White Rock, each neighborhood has a different vibe. And it's uh, there's, there's something for everyone in every district, which is wonderful. What are some of the, and you should know this, what are some of the undiscovered little gems that, you know, when you send out your press releases and, and come visit White Rock, paraphernalia what what are you what are some of the things that people may not know about white rock that you love to tell them about well you know i always i always talk about what you can do in a day in white rock so you know you want to start off with uh you know a a breakfast start off at laura's coffee corner best pastries best breakfast in white rock you go out for lunch in one of the many restaurants uh maybe you have a, a coffee in the afternoon maybe you uh Go grab a, a beer at one of the craft breweries. You do some shopping. Have dinner. There's a restaurant uh, in on Five Corners, uh, just at uh, the end of Johnson Road there, Johnson Pacific, called Alora. That's just stunning. Uh, Chef Josiah Tam has some amazing, amazing food. Um, and then you know, cap it off with a uh, show at Blue Frog Studios, which is an intimate venue, hundred seats, and they bring in some of the most some amazing great acts. Artists. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really, really, really intimate, really intimate venue, uh, with uh, but amazing musicality, just amazing. Now, you told me something that kind of surprised me earlier because you know when you think of White Rock, you know the, the perception of some people might think, well, it's an older retirement community, and yeah, there mm-hmm. is that element to a certain extent, but there's also a lot of young, uh, vibrant people, and more and more mm-hmm. people moving here. You said you have a big Pride event here uh, each year. Uh, Pride Week is huge in White Rock, and uh, this community is very supportive of the LGBT2SQ community. Um, and the White Rock Pride Society is is a very, very active, uh, both in in planning and executing uh, events during Pride Week, but also in raising funds for the community. They they do a lot of real 
good uh, work and uh, you know their president Ernie Clausen who's now uh, counselor Ernie Clausen uh, has uh, is a great leader but he's got a, a great team with him and uh, just uh, fantastic people who do uh, some amazing things for our community. Well, and you've done an amazing thing for this beer community by having us now twice here, and we're hoping to make it a, an annual event, and we look forward to seeing you. Alex Nixon, the Executive Director of the White Rock BIA, thank you so much for connecting the dots and making this happen. Thank you so much for having me on. Cheers. Cheers. Merry Christmas. Oh. Merry Christmas. Well, my friend, that is a wrap from the toasty patio, the seasonal patio, the year-round patio. <laughs> year-round patio. Uh, yeah. Jan's on the beach uh, in beautiful White Rock on Marine Drive. Um, and our thanks also to Alex Nixon, the Executive Director of the White Rock Business Improvement Association, for making this happen for two shows now. And we look forward to doing this again because the beer community is vibrant in White Rock. Growing, and yeah. who knows, maybe this time next year, maybe there's maybe a new number player. Number four? You, you, yeah. never, you never know what, what the future holds. Our thanks to all of the great brewers that joined us, White Rock Beach Beer, also Three Dogs, and Galaxy Craft Beer. Our thanks to Jans of Jans on the Beach for being so gracious with us. And um, our thanks to the new mayor, the new mayor-elect, uh, Mayor Megan Knight and Councillor Bill Lawrence. And it sounds to me, as we heard the mayor say, White Rock is open for business. Yes, sir. Come on, let's get some business going. Yep. And it's nice to see that because this is such a, go- a gorgeous community. Uh, a pleasure as always. Our thanks to producer Greg Ballard. Yeah, baby. And, uh, again, you can listen to episodes of this show either through justhereforthebeard.com or on any streaming device where you can download our podcast. Rick, as always, we encourage people, especially this time of year. Yes, sir. It's coming up enjoy, on that time of year. Get out your, and enjoy. Enjoy, but. Find a safe ride home. Whether you're on transit with my brothers and sisters and I, whether you call us at Just Here for the Beer Brewery Tours, make sure you find yourself home. That is a wrap. We'll talk to you in 2023. Cheers. Just Here for the Beer Radio is heard exclusively on Sportsnet 650 and is podcast through justhereforthebeer.com. For more information, check out justhereforthebeer.com and on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB.